Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Wade Phillips' living room, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, welcome to the show. Uh, hi. I'm I'm a little, I guess, happy about Wade Phillips getting fired, but I also wish we could fire Jason Garrett already, so I have mixed feelings right. about the whole thing. I think you should just fire the offensive line, but uh, unfortunately that's not possible. But uh, So what do we have on tap for the show tonight besides firing Dallas's uh, whole team? What are, what are we going to be talking about tonight? <laughs> well, we are going to look at another mile-long list of injuries and starters, benchings, all that good stuff. We're also going to analyze each game this week, tell you who to start, who to sit, answer any of your questions. And we're going to look at waiver wire quarterback pickups since there are a number that are getting injured or are just not effective. And I'm sure most of you need at least one replacement on your team. And we'll also debate whether or not having backup tight ends, kickers, and defenses are a good idea. But first, if you want to contact us at any point throughout the show, we're here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and we're here all season at the same time, you can get a hold of us via email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And you can find us during the week at the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog where we debate all kinds of topics. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post because I'm sure you can't get enough of us just in this one hour each week. And every Sunday we're on Twitter (laughs) answering your questions about who to start, who to sit, last-minute lineup changes. And I think that's it. (laughs) All right. Do you want to get right into the injuries while I go for a run and make myself a sandwich? (laughs) <laughs> you you would have plenty of time to spare. Uh, first, let's take a look at the quarterback carousel, which continues to spin. Uh, we have a number of first-time starters and significant injuries for you this week. Over in San Francisco, Troy Smith is going to officially start this week, while Alex Smith still has not been medically cleared from that shoulder strain. The Dolphins announced that they will be starting Chad Pennington this week over Chad Henney. Uh, trying to put some spark into that offense. Uh, Sean Hill will likely start for the Lions, even though he still has a fractured forearm. Matt Stafford is out indefinitely with a shoulder strain. Uh, I heard it's a grade three. It seems he may be done for the season. And Drew Storen will have to wait another week. So Sean Hill may be even playing with a cast on. Uh, Jimmy Clausen is going to start for Carolina this week after Matt Moore tore his labrum and is out for the season. The Seahawks signed quarterback J.P. Losman today. We'll see how he factors in since Matt Hasselbeck hasn't officially been cleared uh, to play this week, but he's hoping to. Detroit claimed quarterback Zach Robinson off waivers from Seattle since they're down a quarterback too. And Colt McCoy is going to start again for the Browns, even though this week Seneca Wallace returned to practice. Jake DeLome is still out with his high ankle sprain. So that's it for the quarterbacks that are actually starting this week. Let's get into more of the other injuries. First off, one of the most significant injuries, Panthers running back uh, D'Angelo Williams is already likely out for Sunday. Hopefully next week he's targeting to come back. Colts wide receiver Austin Colley with his concussion after getting that huge hit uh, in the Eagles game this week, he is going to be out this week for sure. Vikings wide receiver Percy Harvin is dealing with migraines again. He got a migraine again today. It's going to be kind of a wait and see for this weekend, so keep your eye on him. The Vikings are unsure whether or not Sidney Rice, their wide receiver, is going to return from hip surgery this week, likely next week, but you never know. Patriots kicker, I know this is your favorite. (laughs) Stephen Gritkowski was put on IR with a thigh injury. He's done for the year. New England signed Shane Graham as their new kicker. We'll see how that works out. The Redskins in the McNabb, is he or isn't he physically fit saga, says he's not 100% healthy yet, but I sincerely doubt he's going to miss this Monday night's game since he's playing his old team, the Eagles. Uh, Like I said, Carolina's Matt Moore, torn labrum, done for the season. 
Sean Merriman, within the first 15 minutes of his first Bills practice, <laughs> hurt his leg and is questionable. I don't know what's going on with that. The Dolphins signed cornerback Al Harris today. Uh, the Bills wide receiver Roscoe Parrish is done for the year with a broken wrist. Falcons wide receiver Roddy White got his knee rolled up this week. He's questionable. He did not practice today. Tom Brady is questionable. He didn't practice. He's got a foot injury and that perpetual right shoulder injury. I'm sure he plays. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that'll be an issue. <laughs> um, Vince Young didn't practice. He's got that sore ankle. He should be fine to play. Carson Palmer also didn't practice. He's got a short, sore shoulder. He likely is going to play. He apparently also has been battling a hip injury this season. I don't know if that actually explains away his bad play, but... Javid Best uh, seemed to injure his hand or wrist in the game this Sunday. Wait and see on him. Some people are saying he may be done a couple of weeks. I'm not sure yet. Brandon Jacobs, another running back, mispracticed due to illness. He should be good to go for Sunday, though. Uh, much talked about Ocho Cinco, the Bengals wide receiver, mispracticed with an ankle injury. He should be fine for Sunday. Although I'm sure if you watch his Twitter, he will tell you for sure. <laughs> Texans quarterback Matt Schaub has sore ribs. He's going to go for Sunday, and as is Andre Johnson, who didn't practice with that ankle injury, but he will play through it like he has been. The Panthers running back situation, I already told you D'Angelo Williams is probably not playing. Jonathan Stewart has not been cleared with a concussion. He's likely out. Terrell Sutton's got an ankle injury. They both miss practice and are likely not playing. Running back Mike Goodson has been told he's going to get the start and I don't think any of the other three are worth starting in your lineup this week. Kansas City's Dexter McCluster was limited at practice with a high ankle sprain. He's hoping to play this week after missing the last two games, but it is up in the air. Running back Jamal Charles out in Kansas City also left the game last week several times due to quote-unquote physical reasons, says Coach Todd Haley, but he should play since he did come back to the game last week. Matt Hasselback's hoping to play, but he hasn't been cleared yet. Dallas's Roy Williams is fine after that huge helmet-to-helmet hit from Nick Collins in the Green Bay game last week. He will definitely be playing this week. Washington running back Ryan Turan, a hamstring problem, is questionable, as is Clinton Portis with a groin injury. So practice squad player James Davis has been promoted and is taking extra reps this week. Cardinals running back Beanie Wells didn't practice. His knee swelling up again. He's hoping to play, but how effectively is anybody's guess since he had negative two yards last week? Uh, Colts running back Joseph Adai, neck, didn't practice. Also questionable for Sunday. He's likely not playing this week. Mike Hart didn't practice with an ankle injury. His status is uncertain, so it looks like Donald Brown gets the majority of the carries there again this week. And Miami's tight end Anthony Fasano missed practice with, quote-unquote, a chest issue, but he's hoping to play this week. And your bye weeks this week, the Packers, Saints, Raiders, and Chargers so with that mile-long list of injuries and four teams in a bye, you're definitely going to need to pay close attention with who's actually eligible to play that you can put in your lineup this week. Oh, my. Yeah. Did Pretty you take ugly. a breath that whole time? <laughs> Maybe, one sure one took... Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. snuck them in there. <laughs> so shall we but get right into the games? Alrighty, yeah, let's whoa. see who's actually going to play. All right, I'm 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 not sure anybody's actually going to play this week, but allegedly there's a game tomorrow night, <laughs> and that game is allegedly going to involve the Baltimore Ravens getting on a plane and going down to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. So this this actually this is a good game to kick off the Thursday night schedule for this year. I think it's going to be a good game, and I'll go with Atlanta 27-24. to 24. What's your take, and who do you like among the Baltimore players this week? If Roddy White plays, which I strongly suspect he will, I think Atlanta will beat Baltimore. But if Roddy White is not in the game, Baltimore wins this handily. I think a lot of that will rest on whether or not his ankle is good enough to go. Uh, As for Baltimore, I like Joe Flacco as a starter. I know not many people are are as into him as I am. I'd also go ahead and start Anquan Bolden. Uh, Derek Mason I'd only look at maybe as a flex player or a fill-in if you have one of the 87 players that I just named as injuries that you need to fill a spot with. I would say no to TJ Hushmanzada, but obviously start running back Ray Rice. Maybe even Willis McGahee if you need a flex player. He's got four touchdowns in the last five games. And I'm kind of on the fence on tight end Todd Heap. He hasn't really wowed me lately, but 
You never know. Maybe this week's his big week. It depends what you need in your lineup. And I would say no to the kicker and probably no to the defense. I think there's a fair amount of scoring in this game. All right. For Atlanta, I'm going to be I'm on the fence about Matt Ryan, part of it because of Roddy White, partly because I'm just not sure you know, that they're going to be doing a lot of throwing in this game. I like Michael Turner a lot this week against uh, Baltimore's run defense. I like um, Roddy White if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, maybe even Michael Jenkins, I'm on the fence about him, but uh, depending on who else you have, he might be someone worth starting this week. Definitely start Tony Gonzalez, start the Falcons' defense, and start kicker Matt Bryant. All right. Sounds good. All right, next game, the battle of... Just as a quick reminder before we get into the next game, don't forget, since it is a Thursday game, you need to do your lineups. At least put in players that you think you want for Thursday night. Uh, Make sure you do that tomorrow during the day. Yes, definitely. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty disappointed and upset, I would imagine. Yeah, unless you're playing me. So then you can (laughs) can not do your lineups. (laughs) <laughs> am I playing you at all this week, or no? I don't think I am. Um, I don't think so. I think I already crushed you lately, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm actually ahead of you in one of our two leagues, but uh, in spite of losing to you. But anyway, so onward and upward, we've got the Battle of the Titans. Well, not actually the Titans, but we've got the Battle of the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> this This is... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think this is the week where Buffalo finally gets their first win. Uh, the quarterback situation with Detroit is just too unsettled, and I'm going to go with Buffalo to win this in a close one, 24-21. I, I've been saying the last couple of weeks that I think it's Buffalo's week, and I don't know. I, I have a good feeling about Sean Hill, even though he's got a fractured arm, and I, I – I think we'll know right away whether or not Buffalo can beat Detroit because if Sean Hill's having trouble holding the ball, which was his problem last week and why he couldn't play, then I think Buffalo can can take take down Detroit. But otherwise, I think Detroit's going to beat them, and I think they win by ten points. Wow! Um, I like Sean. I I know I and I love Buffalo. I'm like so on their underdog bandwagon right now. But I just I have a good feeling about Detroit this week. I think you can go ahead and start Sean Hill. I think you start Calvin Johnson. I'd maybe even look at Nate Burleson as a flex player. If Javid Best plays, I would say yes, start him. Uh, Kevin Smith would be the number two guy to go. Otherwise, um, if Kevin Smith plays, I'm likely not starting him unless you absolutely need to pick somebody up. But I would say no to tight end Brandon Pettigrew and Tony Scheffler. They're just hurting each other, taking away from their targets, splitting time. Um, and I would say no to the kicker and no to the defense. Huh. All righty. Um, I'm going to go Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm on the fence about him. I'll say maybe you probably have to start him depending on your quarterback situation, but I like both the running backs, Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, this week against Detroit's poorest defense. I like wide receiver Steve Johnson, and I like Buffalo's defense. I don't like kicker Ryan Lindell, and I'm also on the fence about Lee Evans, who's questionable with an ankle ankle injury. So, But I, I really do think that uh, Buffalo is going to get this, um, their first victory here. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, All right. I think this will be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, of course, I'm guessing that people outside of Detroit and Buffalo, for the most part, aren't going to watch it, but uh, we'll see. Maybe with Red Zone, you'll you'll watch it, but uh, I don't think this one will be too high up on my my viewing list. So, shall we move on to the next game? Let's move on to one that you might like better. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I think this will be one of the more boring games this week, and that's (laughs) Tampa Bay hosting Carolina, I think. Carolina, that's another situation where the quarterback situation is a mess and I think Tampa is going to get back on track this week and I think they're going to win this game 30 to 14. What do you think? I I think Tampa Bay wins this. I don't I don't think it'll be super super close, but I think they probably only win by a touchdown. 
Um, I I think they're kind of evenly matched. I think it really will depend on which Jimmy Clausen comes out to play, whether he's going to throw a ton of incompletions and interceptions or if he's going to be somewhat productive. Um, although, quite frankly, I'm not a big Jimmy Clausen believer. I think we'll see Tony Pike sooner rather than later. Um, so I would say don't start Jimmy Clausen. I really can't think of a reason why you would have to. Um, you could go ahead and start Steve Smith. I would start running back Mike Goodson, even though he's, what, number four or five on the depth chart. They're clearly going to have to run the ball a significant amount. I would not even bother putting Jonathan Stewart, Tyrell Smith, or D'Angelo Williams in your lineup. There's just not going to be enough productivity. And I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense. There's just not a ton of value there this week. Well, I think you're right that they have no defense, and that's why I think there are a lot of <laughs> players that are going to do really well this week. Uh, Josh Freeman, for me, is a maybe, but again, you probably end up having to start him. Uh, running back with Garrett Blunt, he had an off week last week, but I think he'll get back on track this week. Uh, wide receiver Mike Williams, I like him a lot. Sammy Strutter is questionable with a foot injury. I would not start him. would not start Aurelius Ben either. Tight end Kellen Winslow is questionable with a knee injury, but he always seems to play on Sunday, so I would start him. I would start the defense, and I would start kicker Connor Barth. All right. All right, this Let's, next uh, game should keep be on pretty interesting. So we've got the Minnesota Farves and the Chicago Cutlers. This should be an interesting game. <laughs> I'm, I, I think that Minnesota... I don't know if they're going to wait till the last minute to pull this one out, but I think they are going to win this game, and I'll go with the score of 21-14. I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. Hey, I agree. I think it's low scoring. Um, I think Chicago's actually going to win this. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I was hoping last week people were, were starting to get off the Favre train, and they were accepting that, you know, he's, he's 40, he's half his body doesn't work, and then he goes and has a valiant comeback at the end of the game, and now everybody's all excited about him again. I was hoping we were so close. We were so close to being done talking about him 24-7, but unfortunately that's not the case. So uh, I would only start Favre if you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't think he's in the top 12 quarterbacks right now, but there are definitely some people who would disagree with me. I think the fact that they're going to be outside in Chicago is going to be a little bit of an issue for him. I would start Percy Harvin if he plays. I don't know how the migraines are going to affect him. But otherwise, I'm not really excited about any of the other receivers, Bernard Berrien or Greg Camarillo. Uh, I would start tight end Vasante Shanko. I would start the kicker because I think that's where a lot of the points are going to come from. Obviously, you start Adrian Peterson. And I would say no to the defense. I'm just not I'm not thrilled with Minnesota this week. All right, for Chicago, I say definitely not to quarterback Jay Cutler. So there, I'm off the fence on quarterback. I, I don't start Jay Cutler this week. And I'm not going to start running back Chester Taylor. I would say running back Matt Forte is a maybe. Wide receiver Johnny Knox is the only one I would start in their quartet. I would not start uh, Devin Hester or Aramashadu, uh, or, uh, and I would... Not Well, I, I'm on the fence about uh, Earl Bennett. Start him if you're short a wide receiver this week. I would say yes to tight end Greg Olson, yes to the Bears' defense, and no to kicker Robbie Gold. I kind of like Robbie Gold, but I guess that's just huh. me. You're not big on kickers. <laughs> well, it's not so much I'm not big on kickers. I just have my my uh, hard and fast eight-point rule, and I, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I don't think there's any way he gets to eight points this week. So he's not on the Sherpa's recommended list for this week, <laughs> which I'm sure will make right. both uh, Robbie Gold and his family upset. But if they are upset, they can uh, email us or call us and let us know about it. So while we're waiting for the Golds to call in, let's move on to Houston at Jacksonville. This, I think, is going to be a closer game than... And you might think Houston's obviously been very disappointing in the last couple weeks. I think they're going to get back on track this week, and I'll I'll pick them to win this game 28-20. Uh, I don't know if I believe it's going to be quite as close. I think Houston wins, and I think they win handily. Um, 
I think you go ahead and start Matt Schaub, even if you're in a one-quarterback league. I would start Andre Johnson. He's going to play through his ankle injury. I would say probably no to Kevin Walter, maybe on Jacoby Jones, only really if you need somebody to fill in. Uh, obviously start Arian Foster, but I would say no to the tight end. Yes to the kicker. I think it'll hit your eight-point rule, and no to the defense. All right, so on the Jacksonville side of things, I would say yes to kick uh, to quarterback David Garrard, yes to running back Maurice Jones-Drew, yes to wide receivers Mike Sims-Walker and Mike Thomas, yes to tight end Mercedes Lewis, yes to kicker Josh Scobie, and no to the Jacksonville defense. There's just not a lot to say about this game. <laughs> no. So now on to one of the more interesting games, and not necessarily for the right reasons. We've got Tennessee taking on Miami, who for whatever reason has decided to switch quarterbacks in midstream. I don't think either of us are really happy about that. Uh, I'm sure Tony Sperano has his reasons for this, but from a fantasy standpoint, I'm disappointed. But I, I think that... Uh, Tennessee is going to pull this one out by a score of 24-21. So what's your take on the game, and is Randy Moss something one we should get excited about this week in his uh, Titan debut? Well, I'm obviously not happy about this. (laughs) I talk about how much I like Chad Honey every week on the show, and I just, to me, this doesn't make a ton of sense, although on one hand I understand they're trying to create some kind of offensive spark and get them back on the winning track. But Chad Henney hasn't won a game at home this yet this year. Obviously, he can't change that if they don't play him, though. So for what it's worth, I almost hope Miami loses so they'll put Chad Henney back in. But I don't know. I think it'll be an interesting game to watch. I'm not a big Vince Young fan, so hopefully Miami pulls it out. But I think it'll be close and it could go either way. Fantasy-wise, I would only use Vince Young in a two-quarterback league. Uh, I would say, yes, start Randy Moss. I think he and Vince Young, I feel like they might work well together. I don't think there's any reason to put him on your bench, especially with so many holes in people's lineups this week with injuries. Um, I would start Nate Washington, but not Justin Gage. Obviously, start running back Chris Johnson. And I would say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker, and yes to the defense. Shockingly, I don't think it's that high scoring of a game. I agree. I I'll make you. I'll just make a sort of a wild prediction that um, that Chad Henney is going to get back in this game at some point, either because Chad Pennington gets crushed into the turf, which I think is more likely, or just because they realize he can't throw past more than five yards downfield, and that that's not going to cut it. So, but regardless yeah, of who I, starts, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say regardless of who starts the quarterback for Miami this week, whether it's Chad Henney, Chad Pennington, Chad whomever, I I just don't think you want to start them this week. I would start running back Ronnie Brown. I would not start running back Ricky Williams. If Anthony Fasano is healthy enough to play with that chest injury, I would start him. I think he'll be the safety valve for Chad Pennington, and I would start the Dolphins' defense, again, just because I don't think it'll be that high-scoring a game. I'd say no to kicker uh, um, Dan Carpenter. And wide receivers Brandon Marshall and uh, Devon Bess, I'd be uh, maybe on both of those. Obviously, they're both really talented. I just don't have that much confidence in Chad Pennington to get them the ball consistently. So. Yeah, he doesn't have the world's strongest arm, and he hasn't played in since, I think, week three of last year. It's been a while, and he had a a pretty traumatic shoulder injury in the meantime. So it'll be interesting. (laughs) Chad Pennington is one of those guys, he he seems to win Comeback Player of the the Year award every other year, which on the one hand is great, Mm -hmm. and on the other hand it's not so great because it means he has to come back from not very good performance, but uh, be that as it may. So should we move on from from this game? Let's do it. Let's take a look at the the hoodie bowl. We've got the New York Jets (laughs) and Rex Ryan, who does not wear a hoodie, against the Cleveland Browns and Eric Mangini, who occasionally wears a hoodie in honor of his former mentor, now turned tormentor, um, Belichick, and, uh, so. his twin, and his twin brother. His twin brother is uh, the coordinator in Cleveland. Yes, that's right. I, I well, I'm, I wonder genetically what happens there, but uh, we'll see. 
But I think this will be, like last week with Detroit, I think this will be a game that probably ends up being closer than the Jets fans and Jets faithful think. But once again, I think the Jets are going to pull this out, hopefully not waiting until the last second like they did last week, and which is probably a good thing because apparently Nick Volk didn't know that, um, you know, that the game was over in regular season on an overtime field goal, apparently in the in overtime now in the playoffs that can't end on a first possession field goal. So he kicked the game-winning field goal last week, not realizing he was kicking a game-winning field goal. So good for him. But uh, I think New York's going to win this 28-21. So what's your take on this? Well, I caught a lot of slack last week. I was very adamant that the the Lions were going to beat the Jets, and my best friend's a Jets fan. So um, that didn't quite work out the way I anticipated, but I think the Lions played well enough to win. Uh, And I wouldn't be totally surprised if this was really close and went down to the wire, although I don't quite think Cleveland is good enough to beat the Jets yet. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think there's a fair amount of value. I would say start Mark Sanchez, but only in a two-quarterback week. He's not going to put up a ton of points. I would start Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes, but not Jericho Cotri. And I would start LaDainian Tomlinson. And Sean Green, normally I would say start, but his numbers are a little down the last few weeks. Cleveland's rush defense is pretty good. I would only start him if you need to. And tight end Dustin Killer, I would absolutely start. And I would go ahead and start the kicker in the defense. Nick Folk may not know overtime rules, but he can kick. <laughs> No, he can't kick, and that's the important part. So maybe he and uh, Donovan McNabb can get together and write a book on the overtime rules. So for (laughs) Cleveland, I would say start tight end Ben Watson. I'm uh, on the fence about Colt McCoy. Again, depends on what your bye week situation is and if you're unfortunate enough to have the quarterbacks in uh, Carolina or Arizona. And I would say no to running back Peyton Hillis. I know he's been one of the fantasy surprises this year, but I don't think he's going to do much against the Jets' defense. I would say yes to tight end Ben Watson, no to wide receivers uh, Muhammad Masakoy, uh, Chancey Stuckey, and Brian Rubisky, no to the Browns' defense, no to kicker Phil Dawson, and maybe on wide receiver Josh Cribbs, again, depending on what your bye week and injury situation looks like. Yeah, there could definitely be some some lineups pieced together this week that are not the strongest in the world. You know, we we forgot to mention this in the Detroit game, but I think there's a 50-50 chance that uh, Ndamukong Sue ends up as the quarterback this week since he did so well as the kicker last week. (laughs) It's like like the wildcat with him. Position players pitch. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he had pretty good form. He just, as they said, he put his plant foot a little bit too far forward. But still, he looked pretty good uh, kicking that. So we'll see. And, what, and any, Wes Volker was kicking last week. Right. He actually made he his kicks. So good for yeah, him. Yeah, he made a field goal and an extra point. That's right. So let's <laughs> take a look at the next game, which is Cincinnati at Indianapolis. Indianapolis seems to be a different team at home. I don't know whether it's the dome noise or what, but the Mathis and Freeney seem to be much better generating a pass rush at home. I think they're going to win this game uh, 31-24. Maybe Cincinnati doesn't score that many points, but I think that they'll get their act together a little bit, but not enough to win the game. So, again, I'm going with Indianapolis by touchdown here. I think Indianapolis wins probably by two touchdowns. I just... Cincinnati and Carson Palmer just are so out of sorts right now. It's unfortunate because Carson Palmer's got a great arsenal of wide receivers right now. They may be divas, but they are you can't deny they're they're elite wide receivers and I just I don't know. I'm starting to worry that maybe Carson Palmer is not ever gonna get back to the Carson Palmer of, of old. I Especially I just with don't that diva Jordan right Shipley. Now. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Shipley's the worst. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm just, I'm very concerned about about Carson Palmer right now. And honestly, I'm not excited about starting him unless you're in a two quarterback league. But I understand most people have to. He's still owned in about seventy percent of leagues. But I've been seeing him dropped in a few places. People are that 
unhappy with what he's doing right now. Um, I'd say go ahead and start T.O. I would start Ocho Cinco, even though he's got that, that ankle injury. Um, if you need a flex player or a replacement, Jordan Shipley's not a bad option. They clearly want to throw to him. Hopefully his butterfingers are gone after last week. I would start running back Cedric Benson, but no tight end, no defense, no kicker. I think they get blown out. All right. On the Indianapolis side, I would absolutely start Peyton Manning. I would start running back Donald Brown. Start wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon. And start uh, tight end Jacob Tammy. Uh, he of the 17 receptions last week, uh, assuming that his questionable back allows him to play. I'd say no, obviously, to Austin Collie, who looks like he's going to be out for several weeks yet. Because I think um, Cincinnati's defense is going to score some more points than you do, I would say no to the defense, no to kicker Adam Vinatieri, and no to running backs Joseph Adai, who's questionable with a neck injury, and Mike Hart, who's questionable with an ankle injury. So they've covered pretty much all the body parts between backs, concussions, necks, and ankles. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's one beat-up football team there, but they still seem to manage to uh, win more than their share of games. So see what happens this week yeah. if they can continue that. So now another game which promises to be pretty interesting this week. We're into the late games now. And that would be Kansas City going on the road to face an AFC West opponent for the second week in a row. And I think for the second week in a row, they're going to come up short. I think this game's going to have more offense than people think. And I'm going to predict Denver will win this game 30-27. to I, I'm still totally perplexed at how Kansas City has as many wins as it does. Although I do agree with you, I think there will be more offense than people expect, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a ton. (laughs) Uh, I think Denver wins. I think they win by a touchdown, but I think it comes down to the wire. Uh, Matt Castle, I would start if you're in a two-quarterback league, although the last few weeks, especially last week, he's he's making more than 35 attempts. Although the problem with that is normally Kansas City loses if he throws that many times. So it's a plus and a minus for fantasy owners. I would go ahead and start Dwayne Bowe, but I would say no to Dexter McCluster. It just doesn't look like he's going to play, and if he does, he's not going to be that effective. He's going to be hampered by that ankle. I would start Jamal Charles. I would start Thomas Jones. I would start tight end Tony Moyaki, who I really like. And I would go ahead and start the kicker because I think – at least some of these drives are going to turn into field goals, although they are notorious for going on a fourth and one and fourth and inches, if you will. <laughs> uh, a little I th- subtle I plug for the show there. I know, it was nice. I think they're going to have to kick a little done. more than usual, though. And I would say no to the defense because I do think there will be a fair amount of scoring. There will be blood. All right, for Denver, I'm going to start quarterback Kyle Orton. I start wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Jabbar Gaffney. I would start kicker Matt Prater. I would not start running back you no know, Sean Moreno or the defense, and I'm on the fence about Eddie Royal. I'm really not sure what's going on with him. He's either one week he plays well, the next week he's hurt, the next week he's healthy but not part of the offense. So I think you only start him it if you have to. Yeah, and there may be some people who have to, unfortunately. So hopefully for you guys, this week will be one of his weeks where he's productive. (laughs) Yes. So now we get to one of those clashes, those epic clashes in the NFC West, which is undoubtedly the best division in football. We've got two battles this week. We've got (laughs) St. Louis traveling to San Francisco. Uh, I, I really... You know, this is one of those games where you just wish nobody had to win this game, but I'm going to say that San Francisco continues to get their season in order here, and I think they're going to win this game 24-21. to I, I'm i just so perplexed by this game on paper. Like Going through, doing my notes today for the show, I just – was trying to find, I kind of like St. Louis as a team, but I don't really like a lot of their players individually for fantasy value. Um, I think that St. Louis might win this game, though. Um, 
I like Sam Bradford. I like him in a two-quarterback league. I would say maybe if you had to pick one of the wide receivers, go with Brandon Gibson. But quite frankly, I'm not excited about any of them. Uh, obviously start Steven Jackson at running back, but I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense. Uh, there's just not a lot to get excited about playing fantasy football if you have St. Louis players on your team outside of Steven Jackson or even Sam Bradford. If it's a point per reception league, I actually like Danny Amendola a bit, quite a bit. You know, just in general, I, I'm not sure what he'll do this yeah, week. I'm not that excited but, about him. Uh, he always seems to be that guy that catches five or six balls for 70, 80 yards each week and not necessarily <laughs> yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Sam Bradford's got to throw to somebody, you know? Yeah, maybe he'll throw to himself. Maybe. I or maybe Indominus too will come play receiver in this game. <laughs> right, or they'll, they'll take, yeah, they'll do something <laughs> odd like that. So, all right, for San Francisco, um, quarterback Alex Smith is obviously a no-go with a shoulder, so don't start him because Troy Smith is going to be starting. Troy Smith is a maybe for me. Uh, running back Frank Gore is a maybe for me. I really don't like that matchup that he has with St. Louis's run defense. I do like Michael Crabtree. At wide receiver, I do start tight end Vernon Davis. I would start the defense, and I would start kicker Joe Nedney. And I'm also on the fence about wide receiver Josh Morgan. Only start him if you have to. Yeah, I just I I don't love <clears throat> starting guys who are in their first first real start, but I I do like Troy Smith as a player. You know, I, I've liked what he's done over his career, but you never know what you're going to get. No. You know, he you know, he obviously impressed the uh, Baltimore coaching staff a lot, but uh, see what he does on Sunday. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to another to... game of quarterback uncertainty. <laughs> I wasn't sure you'd want to talk about this game. We've got the Dallas Cowboys, who are your team, playing at the New York Giants, who are my team. Uh, two months ago, this looked like it would have been a good matchup, but now eh, not so much. I think the Giants are going to win this. I, I don't know. Maybe Dallas gets inspired by having Jason Garrett as their head coach now. He says he's going to change the culture. I, I doubt it. But uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I think Dallas will manage to scrounge up 21 points, but I don't think that's going to be enough. I think the Giants will score at least 30 and win this by by at least uh, – you know, 10 points, so I'll go with uh, 30 to 21, which is only 9 points, I realize, but I was rounding up. (laughs) Um, Things are a little tumultuous in Dallas, to say the least. Obviously, we fired Wade Barrett, or Wade Wade Phillips, and... Should have fired him, too. I, I wish that Jason Garrett wasn't our option, but I... He's been our offensive coordinator, and our offense has looked a mess. So I'm not really excited about any prospects that he's going to give us from this point forward. But well, that I was hope obviously that because Wade I'm Phillips wrong. was just overruling all his calls. And he's he's quite the dominant personality, Wade Phillips. <laughs> he was. I, I think the Jerry Jones just couldn't under couldn't deal with having that strong a personality in the coaches. Chair. I'm a little surprised Jerry Jones didn't just name himself coach, but uh, maybe that'll happen next I, year. You never know. I just I think the Giants beat Dallas handily. I wouldn't be surprised if this is out of hand early. Uh, we put a few more defensive players on IR today. The defense is a mess. We have no defensive ends and no safeties to speak of right now. And fantasy-wise, there's there are a lot of good players on offense that just aren't getting it done. I would start John Kitna in a two-quarterback league. Uh, I would I would start Miles Austin, and I would start Des Bryant, but I'm not looking to start Roy Williams. And quite frankly, I don't know if I want to start either Felix Jones or Marion Barber. I would say Felix Jones maybe, maybe as a flex player or filling in a hole, but I, I don't think you're going to get enough fancy value to make this worthwhile to have either of them in your lineup right now. Uh, I would start tight end Jason Witten. He's the hardest worker on this team. 
But I would say no to the kicker, no to the defense. This team's a mess. I wouldn't be surprised if they only get one more win this season. The only real possibility I see on the schedule is the Cardinals in a few weeks. They may only be a two-win team this year. Who do they play on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, I think the Saints. Okay, well... That'll be fun to watch on national TV on Thanksgiving, so we'll see. But for the Giants, I would start Eli Manning, start running backs, Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs, start wide receivers Steve Smith and Hakeem Nix, start the water boys, start the defense, start kicker Lawrence Tynes, maybe on Kevin Boss, the tight end, and maybe on wide receiver Mario Manningham. So... Again, I, I think there's a lot of fantasy value on the Giants' side of the ball this week, and I'll just leave it at that because I don't like to, to kick a team when they're down, especially when it's your team. <laughs> I I guess I appreciate that, but I have to agree. I think if you have anybody who's a Giants player in any capacity, you should start them this week. Right. Sad so now do. getting on to the other game in that all-too-exciting NFC West division, we've got Seattle going down to Arizona, and this is another game where it's a shame that somebody has to win, but I'm going to predict that Arizona, much as I hate to say it, will find a way to win this game 24-21, to 21. but uh, uh, this is you, another you really game I will... Do you think that many points can get scored? Yeah, just because I'm I'm not that keen on Seattle's defense, especially after watching the Giants put up 35 points in the first half, and I realize Arizona's offense is nowhere near as effective as the Giants' offense, but you know, they they just got totally dissected, and I just think that they're completely overmatched against most teams at this point, especially with Matt Hasselbeck not playing. But uh, I think it'll be close, but I'll go with Arizona 24-21. I think it'll be close, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are less than 20 points for each team. If Matt Hasselbeck plays, I think you can start him. And if he plays, I think Seattle will keep it close. But if Charlie Whitehurst plays... I, I just I think even Arizona might put a hurting on them. I just I think Arizona probably wins, depending on who quarterbacks the team is going to be by how much. But if Hasselbeck plays, I would start him in a two quarterback league. Otherwise, I would say no. Even then, it's really only if you have to start him. I'm okay on starting uh, wide receiver Mike Williams, and maybe Dion Butler too. I mean, if the quarterbacks have to throw to somebody because their running game is a mess, even worse <laughs> than the past game, but Deion Butler is more of a flex player option for me. If you had to start one one of the running backs, I'd say go Marshawn Lynch. But really, if you need to, if you're really at that point, this week's not looking good for you, and he should really only be used as a flex player, if at all. And I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense, not much value. <laughs> Sorry, Seattle fans, but it's true. I think they might actually be better off starting Elizabeth Hasselbeck this week, but we'll see if that happens or not. (laughs) So for for Arizona, even if he's upright, I I don't start Derek Anderson. I just, I still, well, it's a sore spot with me, but I I still think they would have been better off keeping Matt Leinert. (laughs) I, I won't let that go. And wide receiver, I mean, running backs, Beanie Wells and Tim Hightower, both maybes for me. Wells is questionable with his knee injury. I would start running I'm wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Breston. I would say, mm-hmm. yes, go ahead and start Arizona's defense. No, do not start kicker Jay Feely because he's just going to kick a few extra points, and that'll be it. I, I would go ahead and start Tim Hightower, but I... I I would say no to Beanie Wells probably this week. Yeah, uh, I'd just as soon say no to that whole team. I, I hope I don't have to start anybody <laughs> on that team ever again. So we'll see. Unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> we still got probably some season ahead of us. Probably not. So now, why don't we talk about a couple of the more interesting games this week? First, we've got the Sunday night game. We've got New England traveling to Pittsburgh. New England, uh, their defense is just a real mess right now. 
I think they'll put up a better showing than they did last week against Cleveland, but I still think Pittsburgh's going to win this by 10 points. I'll go with the final score, 34-24. I think this will be a good game to watch, and I'm kind of disappointed in New England's defense. I thought they were going to get better, but obviously that did not happen last week. Um, I think that I, I just don't think New England's going to lose in quite the way that they did last week, two weeks in a row. I think they're going to just edge out Pittsburgh. But, again, I think this is going to be close right down until the, the final possession. It may come down to whoever gets the ball last wins this game. Um, and I would go ahead and start Tom Brady. I would start Wes Welker. I'd start Danny Woodhead and Deion Branch. But I don't think I want to start Ben Jarvis Green Ellis this week. I just against the Pittsburgh defense, they're giving up less than I think 75 yards to running backs on average. Um, but I would go ahead and start tight end Aaron Hernandez. I think the passing game is going to be much more prevalent than the run game. But I'm thinking no kicker, no defense. I think there's going to be a, a fair amount of scoring. I think it's probably something like 24-27, something around there. Do you go with the other tight end, uh, Rob Gronkowski, or no? Uh, I just I'm much more partial to Hernandez than him, but sure, sure. I mean, I'm maybe... just wondering if if uh, if uh, Branch were were hurt again, and now without Moss, are they going to keep throwing to him as well, or what, what's your take on that? I you know I'm just. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. I, I feel like they're starting to turn into the Saints almost, where you just don't know who's going to get more balls each week. Yeah, yeah. It's It might be fun to watch on TV, but for those of us setting fantasy lineups... It's, <laughs> trying uh, to guess who's going to be the, the bigger is a little harder to do. <laughs> right. So now it's a little bit easier for Pittsburgh... I'm going to say you could even possibly start Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver if you had to. Other than that, everybody on that team is a yes for me. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, running back uh, Richard Mendenhall, wide receivers Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace, tight end Heath Miller, who's questionable with a knee injury, start the defense and start kicker Jeff Reed. Everybody and their mother. <laughs> That's right. Can even start Chuck Knoll, even though he hasn't coached them in, in 10, 15 years now. It's unfortunate that Wes Welker couldn't get points for his beautiful kicking attempts last week. I'm always bummed that that can't happen. Some leagues they would count that, but uh, yeah, I, I guess now that they've got Shane Graham, Wes Welker's kicking days are probably over this year. Unfortunately. So, now moving on to the Monday night game, the Donovan McNabb against his old team, the rematch. This time it's down in Washington, so hopefully it won't be hyped quite as much as the Philly meeting was last month. I'm going to pick Philadelphia to win this game pretty easily. I think they're going to just go to town on Washington and win this by at least two touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of Philadelphia 38, Washington 21. I think I'm going to agree with you. On all of that, <laughs> it's rare that it happens, but it is. I I agree. I just Washington is in the running for the biggest train wreck of the team right now. Uh, just once the coach loses the team, I think there's just real problems. And Donovan McNabb, whatever his conditioning condition is, he'll put up a valiant effort. I mean, he wants to beat his old team and prove that he's not over the hill, but. Philadelphia's got a track record of letting guys go before anybody else thinks they're actually done. And I think this might be the case with Donovan McNabb, that he may his career may be well on the downslope. Um, but, again, Philadelphia, there's a ton of fantasy value here. Uh, you start Michael Vick, start Deshaun Jackson, start Jeremy Macklin. Uh, go ahead and start LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Jeremy Avant, wide receiver, I would say no to. I just am not super impressed by what he's doing. Riley Cooper has been getting some looks, but again, probably not enough unless you absolutely need to fill a hole. Tight end Brent Selleck, I'm on the fence about. He puts up much better numbers when Vic is not in. <laughs> they just don't seem to have as much chemistry as he and Kevin Cobb do. But if again, if you need a tight end, he is going to get looks, just not as much as maybe the Jason Wittens of the world. But I would go ahead and start the kicker and the defense as well, because Washington's not going to put up that serious of a fight, I don't think. 
Oh, I agree with that. Um, but I would start Donovan McNabb. I think he's going to have a pretty decent game, but I just don't think it's going to be anywhere near enough. It's going to be an start... inspired effort, but I mean, well, beyond that, there's not a lot else going yeah. for him. Well, assuming that his hamstrings and his conditioning and everything else, I just hope that uh, Mike Shanahan doesn't pull him again in the middle of the game and put Kevin Gro- uh, Kevin Grossman up. Um, Rex Grossman Rex out there, Grossman, that would be yeah. bad. So, yeah. so I would start McNabb, assuming he's healthy enough to play. and I would start Santana Moss at wide receiver, and I would start tight end Chris Cooley. No to wide receiver Anthony Armstrong. No to the defense. No to kicker Graham uh, Gano. Ryan back, running back Ryan Terrain, questionable with a hamstring. He's a maybe for me, as um as is uh, Keelan Williams, who may end up getting most of the carries. And uh, Clinton Portis doesn't look like he'll play. And even if he did, you know, he's at best a maybe for me. So I, I just don't think there's much to get excited about fantasy-wise for Washington this week, even though the game itself might be pretty entertaining. I agree. And shockingly, we got through all the games in the amount of time that we had allotted for them. This almost never happens. <laughs> so we've got time to uh, take a look at a couple of discussion topics and strategy uh, debates here, if you will. Yeah, do you want to start with the quarterbacks to snag from the waiver wire since it seems like most people are either dealing with a bye week or, or somebody getting hurt? Yeah, uh, I think there are a handful of decent options out on most waiver wires still. Um, I'd say probably one, two, and three on my list. I like Josh Freeman, and he's only owned in in about half of leagues. If he's Uh still out there, I'd pick him up. Uh, I also like Colt McCoy. I think he's playing well enough that Seneca Wallace isn't going to steal his job back. Seneca Wallace doesn't really impress me much, but... I would I would definitely look at t- picking up Colt McCoy, and if people are dropping Chad Henney, which I think is a little crazy to begin with, but again he's not owned in a ton of leagues before he lost his starting job for this week, I'd snag him and maybe even Troy Smith, depending on how Alex Smith's shoulder rehabs, but that one's a little bit more of a long shot than the other three for me. Yeah, I'm a little bit leery about snagging a quarterback, even if I think he's better. And the guy who's starting, I'm a little bit leery about snagging <laughs> him if his coach doesn't think he's better. So, yeah, just if you're in deeper leagues, you need deeper sleepers to look at sometimes. So sure. I guess the guy that I'm kind of intrigued by, especially this week against Houston's defense, is David Garrard. I think if he's available in your league and you need a quarterback for this week, he's somebody you might want to consider. I like Matt Castle's matchup. Um, against Denver this week. Uh, Sam Bradford is somebody I might look at. Vince Young, uh, as much as I hate to say it, Pennington maybe, Troy Smith, um, uh, Sean Hill, Claus and Kitna, Anderson Whitehurst. I think if you're getting down to that level, you're you're pretty desperate. But, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. yeah obviously there's not going to be a ton of you know, stellar Options on I mean, the you're not going to find you're not going to find a Ben Roethlisberger floating around your waiver wire or Peyton Manning. So at this point, you kind of got to take what you got. <laughs> right, and but yeah, there, I, I still think, think there are some decent options. Are you a David Gorard fan, or am I am I alone on this one? I, I think you're kind of alone on that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll see. Mark my All words. Right. I, I bet he'll have at least two touchdown passes this week against Houston. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> okay, I'll go out and save you on a limb and say they have at least three touchdowns. Then you think that's gonna happen? Nope, okay. <laughs> not a chance. We will All revisit right. that next week. We'll see how that prediction goes for you. Yeah, just like we revisited that one game that we disagreed on last week, which shall not be mentioned. <laughs> You have to go back and listen to last week's show if you don't know what we're talking about. But there was one game in particular that we disagreed on. But uh, anyway, leave that alone. So now the other thing that we wanted to discuss tonight, just to get uh, give ourselves a chance to argue with each other, was the whole idea of whether you should carry 
backups at tight end, kicker, and defense on your roster? What do you guys think? And uh, Jenna, why, why don't you let us know what you th- what you think on this? Um, this is something that the Sherpa and I have argued about a few times uh, over the course of putting this show together, and. I carry a backup at all three positions, tight end, kicker, and defense. And I think even on one team, I have three tight ends. I know that's a little crazy for most people, but I personally draft tight ends early and often. I like to have backup kickers because I like to play matchups. Same thing with defenses. And it actually worked out for me. I've had kickers get injured like Lawrence Tynes and, uh, and out in New Orleans, so it worked out that I had backups. I don't have to worry about picking and dropping people for bye weeks. I just feel a lot better having everything I need without having to go poking around waiver wires each bye week. I, I like having all backups. I guess my point on that or my <laughs> view on that would be that you know, I understand wanting the security there of not having to worry about you know, having those guys on your roster if something happens or wanting to play matchups. But as far as the playing matchups go or the availability of those guys on the wire waiver wire, even in a 12-team you know, two-kicker league, which I guess there are some of those, you know, you're still going to find at least a few guys on the waiver wire that you could start. You might not want to, but you could. And the, the results are so variable from week to week that I just don't really see the value of having more than one of them on a roster. I'd much rather speculate on another quarterback, another running back, another wide receiver, because in my mind, those are the guys that actually win the championships for you, not so much the kickers and the the defense. It may just so happen that your kicker goes nuts in your championship week or your defense goes nuts in your playoffs, and it's so great. Congratulations, pat yourself on the back, and feel good about that, but I think you're much you more likely at this point. Pardon? I said you can't count on that happening. No, but I, I'm just saying, for instance, this week I would rather speculate on someone like Keelan Williams rather than have a, a spot eaten up by an extra kicker or defense. Yeah, I could see, you know, depending on who your tight end is, especially if it's Antonio Gates and you're in a bye week, obviously you don't want to cut him. But even at tight end, to me, especially this year, there's really nobody that, you know, to me is, is irreplaceable outside of, of Gates. You know, Witten's having a disappointment. Really? Because I think, I think guys like Jason Witten or even Chris Cooley or Dustin Keller are guys that are, are – elite tight ends. I think there are a handful that absolutely people should keep on their roster. I don't think if if somebody dropped Jason Witten in a league, that would be crazy. I don't know. I mean, suppose somebody dropped Jason Witten and then picked up, you know, for his bye week and picked up someone like Mercedes Lewis or Tony Moyaki. I don't really think you're losing them enough. Most leagues, those, guys, those guys aren't floating around on most waiver wires. People who are, are going to actually impact your team as tight ends are not are not hanging around waiting to get picked up on somebody's bye week. They're already on people's rosters. Yeah. I just I don't think there's enough there's enough enough depth at tight end to to play fast and loose with them that you're you're just hoping you'll get somebody good when you need them. I I don't think you can count on that kind of decent talent being there at tight end. A kicker or defense, sure, but not a tight end. Well, even even a, a tight end, if I had a chance, a choice between carrying a second tight end and carrying somebody like Keelan Williams or Michael Jenkins, I would want the extra running back or wide receiver. So yeah, what do you guys think? I'm curious. Uh, where do you come down yeah, on Yeah, let this? us know. Um, Tweet us, Nate. email us. I'll give you all the information in just a second. And, uh, we'll we'll revisit this next week with some of the listeners' perspectives and uh, continue the debate. In the meantime, uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, we're next week. We'll be here again from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern, as we are all season. We'll be looking at injuries again. Hopefully, this list gets shorter. It seemingly gets longer every week. Week 11 buys, game analysis, all that good stuff. You can contact us during the week at. Uh, the number four, THN Inches Show at gmail.com, 
or on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show. You can also visit the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog during the week and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. And Sunday mornings, we're around on Twitter if you have questions about your lineups. Also, keep uh, keep the tweets coming in about what you think about carrying backups at tight end, kicker, and defense during the week. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, I just realized I made a mistake on the agenda. You know, Next week, there are no buys, so we can scratch off week 11 oh. buys. That's right. So, <laughs> and And thank you very much to Wade Phillips for letting us use his living room for the show tonight. <laughs> and we'll see you next week, guys. Have a great week, everyone.